Off the ball. GAA. Typically, I think people who aren't paying attention, right, see the Croaks results or see them winning or see them continue and go, oh, the Man City of club football. It's just not true. Like, they scrape through often a lot of these games. I understand that you're <laughs> you're trying to yer it away. I'm not. The biggest club in Ireland they, they, not being favourites who are like... They to blitz teams. That's okay. what I'm saying. There oh, tends to be... Oh. Like, Ashling made the point, right, there was four points in it, really, yeah. at the end of that game yesterday. The goal was kind of a thing that happened, but four points in it. It's not... Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. OTB GAA. The Football Pod on Off The Ball in partnership with AIB. Proud sponsors of the Football Hurling and Camogie All-Ireland Club Championships. Hashtag the toughest. Hello there and you're very welcome along to Football Pod with Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue. This is... The final show of 2023, of season three. Aww. We will be back in January, so it won't be too long of a break, lads. A bit of a Christmas break. How are you both feeling at the end of uh, another season of the pot? Great. Ah, Paddy, come on. Shook the, shook the, sick of it. Shook the life out of it. We started off so positive back in January, and you dragged the arse out of this for a year. So are, you, are, you telling, are you telling me the split season doesn't work for podcasts either? <laughs> now, how many did we only came back and did five five pods after the intercounty, didn't we? Hey, forty five pods in a year. Did we do forty five? Forty five yeah. pods in a year. That is good yeah. going. It was We're a great boys. year, to be fair. Yeah, and we will be back at the start of January. But before we get to the start of January, lads, let's talk about the action at the weekend because. A couple of points in order to get through. There was a few questions I asked you last week. You didn't get back to me. Um, There's a couple of things that went on over the weekend that are worth chatting about. But the matches themselves played in absolutely brutal oh, conditions. Mm. We got some. We got some good football, lads. Paddy, first word to you. Yeah, it was. It was like the second half and all of extra time and the penalties in the Munster Club final. So now when you're, you're watching a game and you're just, you could feel the cold. Just looking at it. Like the, the gale <laughs> force the telly. for the penalties. It was just like, oh, I was shivering sitting on the couch, wrapped up with a blanket looking at it. Um, but the quality was pretty good considering those conditions. Like, geez, it was so, so bad. Uh, shout out to TG Carr. <laughs> Every time they show these games, the poor cameraman trying to wipe the screens. It's They just get played in the worst conditions, in the worst venues, on the worst stands for a camera. Like, they're always battling mm. But... Um, I thought that was good. I thought the Ulster Club final was another step up again. Both high on drama. To be fair, the last four or five weeks of club championship games, you called it, Jimmy, down to the absolute wire. Tune in with 10 minutes to go and you get full value. But I thought quality-wise, um, just the intensity of the game. Like, thinking of Castellavon was good, but he obviously just switched straight over. He missed the start to the Ulster Club final because of the extra time. But... Uh, I thought there was some outstanding football played in that Scottsdale game match. Um, both predictions wrong. I thought I tipped Scottsdale for that Ulster Club right from the start, and they were looking good at half time. Brilliant, brilliant first half performance. And Kieran Hughes has scored just before half time. Jesus Christ. Volleyed the ball over the bar. Um, but I suppose you, you couldn't really argue with Glenn. Second half, and particularly that final quarter, just. Nothing really fancy, but Jesus, they are a smart, efficient team. Back-to-back Ulster Club titles, and obviously they've set up 
I loved how, how diplomatic Malachi O'Rourke was after. Oh, yeah, you know, better team one of the day. We were happy enough moving on from that. They cannot wait to play Chemical Croaks. Uh, the first week I can't wait to watch it. But uh, I thought, shout out, I actually tweeted this. Considering the conditions, I would hardly leave the gaff yesterday and for four teams to play ball like they did. Uh, I thought it was brilliant, brilliant entertainment. Deserving win of the Ulster final. I think Dingle will look back your what's in the WhatsApp on this. They the game won three times. And let Definitely. slip. Uh, but a pedal shootout. Great way to finish off the season with the last weekend. A good pedal shootout. Yeah. Madness. James, I'd hazard a guess to say the further south you went, it was bad in Ulster. Mm. But the Gaelic rounds, the conditions were brutal. I'd say it was and shocking. It was it wasn't really a day for nice football, was it? No. It wasn't. We actually had a game with Legion as well, and it was similar conditions. Do you know when you, when you have the ball right, and you you mm. put it in, say your left hand kicked your left leg. By the time it's you meet your leg yeah. up, bring your leg up to meet the ball, it's moved because yeah. the wind has, has <laughs> taken it, and then it's a lottery. So for, didn't stop you, boy. You kicked the lead equaliser, didn't that was you? A tap over. No, that was to go one up. Yeah, give you, me some you, credit. That was a turnover as well. Did you get a tackle there as well? Did I say Jesus, that? no. He did not. I no, he didn't. I was supervising the way I was around on there. Twitter. I was like, has he actually tackled someone as well? I, that I didn't think you did. That group but, tackle. I was in there on there somewhere. Yeah, hovered around like a bad spell. <laughs> Francis Jefferson. But no, that's why it is very hard to play in those conditions because it's so different. And you don't know exactly how bad it is when you're watching it on telly. But as I say, it was clear it was shockingly cold and wet and windy. But the skills are so hard to execute. In those conditions, but Timmy, wasn't it? And uh, it's also, you can't really see it until you agree. But in the penalty shoot, you could, you could actually Kyle Lad's first penalty nearly goes through the net. If that if that net isn't there, Rockets. that thing would have ended up down in fucking cork the way he kicked it. Like, mm. yeah, and, oh, it was <laughs> something else. Yeah. I I loved how do you know the way you have to adapt right to your conditions and you got to play what's in front of you. The, the manner in which Mark Collins, they're three points down in extra time. The manner in which Mark Collins uses the wind to curl that ball over from the sideline, like there's something special about that. Gini gets one as well, very similar as well. Paul Gini. Yeah, yes. Starting it out, basically, yeah. the corner flag and letting it come back in. And Hurley's, Hurley's free to draw it. He he did not connect with that no. at all. Like, no. Are you sure? Because he hit short. a lot of his frees like that. Mm, no, oh, I don't think it was good No, strike. he did not want to put it like that. Okay, he he I thought he was striking a lot of his, his frees like that He today. probably wanted to hit it That's maybe funny. low, but it, it crept over. i tell you what, when he kicked yeah. that ball, his heart was in his fucking yeah, mouth. He was like, I'm after dropping this short. <laughs> but then, he, he misses two in extra time. And one, like the sideline, okay, the you, you take that. the sideline one on because there's a massive win. But he misses one mm. after that as well. Yeah, I know what a backed him to get that with that win behind him. Do you, do you know what was big side. about that though? Do you know what was big about that? It was central mm. enough, like you know, they like Collins kicks two points, Hurley kicks seven, Michael Hurley goes off early. I thought Colin Maguire, his performance was absolutely class against the wind in the first half. He got two, and then late when Hurley is cramped and they don't have a shooter left on the pitch, like a recognized shooter. It's Colin Maguire who comes up with two late points. I'm sure he was cramping himself. Did you see Cahalan, his celebration, yeah, when that. he jumps in the air and the two legs go on him? Yeah, so. The other thing with it, but just for Castlehaven to do that, James, like Dingle will be absolutely yeah. sickened oh, Dingle, how they managed to let that one Dingle go. Dingle will be Sick. devastated because, they had, as Paddy said, they had it a couple of times in the 80 minutes, but then they had it in the penalties as well. Do you know, they had the one to win. No, in fairness, it's so hard because... No one in football is used to taking penalties, never mind five fellas. Yeah, yeah. So to actually get five fellas up who are confident, I thought that Tom would be would be 
confident enough that your man just read him and saved it, saved it, saved it comfortably enough. But in fairness to Catalan, he's a good keeper. I saw, I saw some pictures of him with John Egan. He was playing. Um, he was yeah. playing with the under sixteens or under fifteens. It was so safe. The Dinkel goalkeeper save for the penalty before that was off the charts. Brilliant save. Oh, from Maguire. Yeah, such a good when he did save. the stutter. Yeah, yeah, strong hand saved it, and he thought, "There you go, Dinkel, finally get it done." See, Tom Sullivan coming up was like, "This fella's going to score this," and it was kind of a, it was a weird strike, wasn't it? He kind of he just, just, he really stayed too tall on it. He stayed too tall. It was like nearly not a panenka, but it's just you nearly think it's just put your laces through. The wind is just going to get this ball past the keeper. It's going to go that mm. fast in, like but. When he misses that, and he, like you say, he had it one a normal time, and Hurley gets the equaliser with the free. <coughs> Two <coughs> points up in extra time, in injury time, and Casalava get it back, and then with the penalties as well. Jesus, Diggle will be a brilliant way to win it for Casalava, but a sick, sick way to lose it for Diggle. Yeah. And like, you know, I know you said it was a, a step up um, in the Ulster final, and maybe the conditions played a part in that, but like St. Bridget's. Or do you think, or am I, that's very subjective what I'm saying, but I looked at it and I was like, this is, I felt it was a higher quality. As good as the Munster final was, I thought the Ulster Club final was, mm, was good stuff. I think I think it's a fair point to make because I think the pace of the game was different. I think there were very, there were two different styles of games. Um, and I think maybe the weather this played a part in it, but I, I just think Castlehaven Bridges, again, it's going to be so hard to call. It's going to be so tight. What an opportunity to reach an All-Ireland final for both of those teams. But you know, before we move on from that game, Tom, just in terms of a tactical point of view, the, and I, I was thinking, how can you actually come around this? But when Dingle run to the cash, they were, but they were two up. Yeah. And they just needed to get the ball down the other side of the field. They had but it. They give it away. Castlehaven. He fits but it over no, the they, they only ever got it. They only ever got it to halfway or yeah. maybe five or ten yards you, past you, that. They no never got the you. game. They actually couldn't kick the ball in those conditions. So they had to run it. I know, you probably couldn't. You you actually nearly better off putting your foot through it, giving away a sideline yeah. and just, just almost bringing your team 10 or 15 yards up the field because it was inevitable that they were going to score. Do you think? And, then the, and the worst thing like is, it. once they got one, it's a kick out against the yeah, wind geez. with the gander up for Castlehaven. You're, it's so hard. And it's it's so like it's not even easy to say what you should do, but I just think if they had managed to get out one time, and just even foul someone, get a free yourself, time, get a free yourself, something. <laughs> yeah, just take the pressure off for a second. But it is so hard, and Castlehaven got that momentum and got a bit of got a bit of a drive on, and they were just always going to get it. Two it wasn't points. a. It was just a weird. That's what happens. Football at this time of year, like we would have played club games, college yeah. games, obviously this time of year. It's literally get as far ahead with the wind as you can and then just pray you, you've done enough. Hang on. <laughs> that was oh. both teams for the four halves. It was like, okay, we're two or three ahead. Now just like a score against the wind is worth about four points. If you yeah, manage to get it, it up the pitch and kick one over. I just thought, I thought they had done enough when they get to 13-10. And particularly, Hur- like say, Hurley misses a couple and he was obviously the man that was going to, I get Mark Collins, but Hurley was going to the main scorer for Castlehaven and I think, okay, he misses a couple, Dingle are safe now. They get it, literally agreed to me, it's like one play, one more play and you've got this and you're true and you're into the all the semi-final but <laughs> credit to Castlehaven, to be fair to them, that is, that's a tough match to win for either side to come through it and for them to be down and out a couple of times uh, and get through. Yeah. 
I, the fact that it was on as yeah. well in, in the Gaelic grounds. A three hour drive. You would have made your bonnet about this. Two and, Come on, you're on the Two and a half hours from Dingle. And there was only. Can I make a Dingle is miles away from everywhere. There was 1,800 uh, people at it. Can I just make a point about that? They wanted Killarney. They wanted Fitzgerald yeah, Stadium. But there was one problem. The O'Donoghue Cup semi-final between Kilcommon and Killarney. Legion was on at the same time. Do not make jokes about that World Cup trophy. That is, that's ranked ahead of the Munster Championship. But anyway, don't care. Seemingly, um, because it's supposed to be a televised game. Apparently, they both agreed. Both teams wanted to play in Killarney. But, because I think it's close, close-ish to thing. But apparently, no floodlights or something like that. It's at two o'clock. The lights that the game couldn't be. Game couldn't be televised, so that was Trilly, that was why how that was. Play well, th- that's a big advantage for Dingle, isn't it? What played in in, in Killarney or Trilly. Like that's that is home venue if I've ever heard one. That would have been like McCroom was the other option, no? Is there? It's true. It's it's done now, lads. Um, James, Replay. like get that game on again. <laughs> in terms of the competitiveness of. Uh, obviously the Kerry Senior Football Championship would this be a missed opportunity for Dingle will they get back they'll definitely have a good chance of getting back as you made the argument last week very rudely that Dingle didn't deserve to be in the competition not necessarily there was because they didn't beat an amalgamation of eight teams in McCarry in the that was, that was a that was a point rooted in ignorance and confusion around the Kerry Championship. Like the O'Donoghue Cup seems to be more valuable than a Munster Club. Where is the O'Donoghue Cup final? <laughs> of course, it is. we're not in the Munster Club Championship. <laughs> anyway, where's back the final, to the question. Jimmy? Where's the O'Donoghue Cup final? Okay. Next, next Sunday. So we have to do another stream by club. Gaelic we have to do another podcast next Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, we're not. I'll be. Definitely pub one from Sheehan's. That, that will be, but Dingle will get back. December. You could be with the O'Donoghue Cup itself in Reedy's or Dan Lennon's on the 18th. Oh, Dan Lennon's. I have a now we're up against it because we're who is playing? We're intermediate. Crooks, we're playing Dr. Crooks. They're oh, seeing big dogs in town. They're up. Clarity will come to a standstill something. <laughs> I have there to get down. Meet, I've, I have to arrange a meeting at Clarity next Monday. <laughs> Sorry, honey. I have uh, to go down one. two days. Go for a town. It's great to be playing football this time of year. So you reckon they'll be back, James? Dingle, they have every chance. They just have to win a Church club championship with eight teams. But now that is very competitive, but it's not it's not the hardest yeah. thing in the world because realistically a division will win the county championship and that will be probably East Kerry. So that means that mm. the club winners go through and represent. So your your favourites for that would be Dr. Crooks, um, Dingle, and you know, that's they're probably the main. They're probably the top, no, they're, they're, there's eight strong teams, but they're the top two, all right, by by a good bit. Okay, okay. Speaking of uh, sliding doors, Scotstown up in Ulster had they, they had played extremely well. Like we obviously missed the first fifteen minutes, but like they were looking good at half time. McCarran scores a point early in the second half. Glenn pull it back. Scotstown will rue a couple of wides that they had and maybe a couple of missed goal opportunities. James, I wouldn't often ask you this, but should Young Murray or Darren Hughes have put the ball over the bar with their fists with 15 minutes to go when they were through on goal at tight angles? I think so. I think so. Definitely Hughes is one. Clip this. Um, Clip this and play it back to 
because it's the first time he's ever said I, yes to but, this question. But I don't think that was a very big goal chance. Yeah, at he, an angle, you know, he was gone too close to the goalie. The goalie was on him, um, and the stage of the game they needed a score. I, I would have, I would have thought that maybe taking the point at that stage would have been a better decision. But at the same time, it's so hard to turn down a goal. Like if they had got the goal at that stage. You could argue they would have gone on, they'd have gone on and won the game, but that that yeah. that chance for Hughes, I don't think, was a big goal. It was a big chance. It was tight. Um, Warnock obviously makes great block. It, it's again a tight angle for Murray. It's a split second decision, quite, but it's just on the flip side. If, put it this way: if it goes in, it's a spectacular goal. Of course it is. It's not yeah. like it's a slam. Ryan O'Toole. Yeah. Ryan O'Toole did it against yeah, Tyrone yeah. from Monaghan this year, and we were all celebrating. Absolutely. But just on the flip side, there was two moments in the second half where I just think Glenn's efficiency. You mentioned it earlier, Paddy. Really stood out. Began scores that beauty to put Scott's town ahead again mm. with 10 minutes to play. Glass then wins the ball in the square about 45 seconds later. He decides not to rush it. He turns back. He fists it out. They get an easy point. And later on then, Jody McDermott wins the ball on the touchline, skins his man. And instead of going for goal, he fists yeah. it over to make it a, a three-point game, which ended up being important when Kieran Hughes spins and smashes shot that shot towards the top corner. You know, was like, I thought it was going in. Corner, no yeah. fucking way. Uh, yeah. He has a rasp around him in fairness, doesn't yeah, he? He does. What a baller. You were making, Jimmy. His point he gets before half time, maybe that happened to him. Like, where he's going to just clip it over <laughs> and the wind just blows. He goes, I'm just going to throw my laces at this and launches the thing over. <laughs> but um, I, 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 I thought Scott Stone would win it from the start, from, from seeing the earlier rounds of this club, uh, the Ulster Club Championship. I just thought the scoring power they had, mm-hmm. just the wider spread. I thought they played really well. Their style of play, that they had runners, the likes of Conor McCarthy, Began obviously was having a big influence, far more influence than he would when he comes out of golf from, from Monaghan. But um, they mixed it up as well. Like they were not afraid to go really direct, which is probably like we were saying, a bread of fresh air. A lot of teams, particularly in the club champs, were playing a very traditional style of play where Scottsdale in every game were like, launch this thing in. Let's put their news or Kieran News in, and obviously Jack McCarthy staying in there. So I liked their style of play and thought they'd be able to score enough. And it looked like that again, kind of 40 minutes on the clock yesterday. But Glenn, I am I'm fascinated with Glenn against Chemical Croaks in the All-Ireland semi-final. Because I think they're two teams. I don't think it's going to be a classic for the purists, but I think they, they mirror each other so, so well. They're two teams who give away absolutely nothing. It might be the most exciting style of play, but for this time of year and for the club championship, these are two of the masters at it. Um, really, really patient, really efficient, so well structured on kickouts, opposition kickouts. <sighs> and, and even, are you looking at Crow Park for that semi final? I don't know. I, I don't know. That's, like it's the first weekend of January, so venue will have a massive say in that game. Yeah. Uh, what do you boys think? Because look at the well, look at the I, weather I, that we I saw. I don't think weekend, it will be in Crow Park. I don't think Glenn are going to go for it. Like the history. Of this. I don't think the GA will even try to fix this in Crow Park because that would cause absolute okay. uproar if it's in Crow Park. <laughs> yeah. But in terms of what would be the best surface for the first weekend of January, um, Croker obviously. But I could see that game being Yuri up at Park Esler, the athletic grounds. The athletic grounds look really, really Breffley. good. Breffley, maybe. Yeah, perhaps. Um, I'd give Glenn, a, I think he'll make a favourites and if it's on in, if it's on in an open-ish style field, I think they'll have enough to get around them. Yeah. But if that game is on, in the athletic grounds, or the early, which are both yeah, in the athletic grounds, toss of a coin. 
they would take them in there and defensively they'd be rock solid. They'd be able to get in and amongst Mannion and Shane watching these fellas yeah. and just unsettle them a bit more. And then because the field is a bit bit smaller, they'd pick off scores a bit easier, yeah. I think. Then I would give Glenn a much a very big chance. But if it's on in Crow Park, I can only see one look, way. Look, if you look right where we said this earlier, Croaks, there's no team left that has two forwards like what Croaks have. And if the boys, yeah. those two lads get hot, Croaks blitz all three remaining teams in it. But you look at Glenn, they've got the best midfield. Like Glenn have an upper hand over the Croaks midfield there with Bradley and Glass. Glass is exceptional at county level, but he is Rolls Royce at club level. And he seen it again yesterday. That was on the likes of their views. Um, I, I still am leaning towards, no matter where the venue is, and I do take your points to me, I still think. I just think Manny the Walsh. <laughs> I'll always have Croaks as slight favourites. As good as Glenn are, as even as they are, as brilliant the coach as Melico O'Rourke is, I just think one of those guys you would imagine is going to be hot. Croaks haven't had it where both of them have been hot together. Um, that will have a massive say in it. But Glenn, like you look at yesterday, like where did they win the game yesterday? Same thing, really solid defensively. Yeah, they're under the pump, but different stages, different quarters in that game, but there's no panic. They work their absolute balls off all over the pitch mm. for 65, 70 minutes if they have to. Um, and it just keeps them in the game all the time. They never panic. And then they have, like McFall is a brilliant player for them at centre-back as well. Big addition. Uh, Wasn't there last massive. year? Him coming that score yeah. he gets coming down the stretch as well. It's They have a brilliant spine of a team. I, I, I genuinely I'm really, really looking for I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, it could be, you know, 13-11. A very similar score to just the final yesterday. But I think with Man United and Walsh, Croaks can get those scores a little bit easier than what Glenn can get. I, couldn't, I might be wrong. Mm. And there's so much context to this game as well but what's happened on the yeah, last I just think the context the colours everything and I just think predictions are so dangerous look, right, when it comes to this the other semi-final no, I thought Bridges were brilliant last week I you would have to say whoever wins this semi-final I know Castlehaven and Bridges for Scarborough would be a daft fucker coming out again whoever wins this game is going to be massive favourites in the final mm. they're definitely going to be favourites and the bookies odd to tell you that yeah. they're they're very strong favourites but God, what a what an opportunity for all four teams now. But I know? don't think anyone Such knows how good Bridgets are yet. Like Bridges could catch fire again in that semi final against Castlehaven. So I, I, I I'd back Bridges over seems Castlehaven to be from what I've seen. I thought I think Bridget's so well. final performance was it was a brilliantly executed game plan. Yeah, I think there might be really another well. kick in them. I think so too. Yeah, so it's, it's, although it's that, that Castlehaven like. play a very simpler style. The bridge, the lots of bodies back. They're hard to break down. That might suit like the way Carrafield approached the, the Connacht final played into say Bridget's hands. That there was space there for O'Carroll to, to get on the ball, the outlets for runners to get in, in behind uh, Carrafield. Whereas Castlehaven, you see it yesterday with they're. They play a, frustra- a frustrating style of play to play against. You played against them, T. You know, they're, they're mm. very similar. What well, Bridges will be looking through to get Carroll on the ball, Castle Avery will be looking to get Hurley on the other end. So, mm. yeah, fast, the very, very smart, games, very yeah. intelligent team. It's an, all four teams in yeah. it are, aren't they? 
They're really... Uh, yeah, they're, it's the cream of the crop. It is the cream teams. of the crop. Yeah, it's no secret. That yeah, they they've, earned, stage, they've yeah. earned their way. And they've all kind of earned their way through the their championship, their respective championships. It's very this often year. the difference, though, like the smartness in decision making and things, not giving the ball back to the opposition stupidly to allow them come down, kick a score, press your kick out, upset you. Like the right decisions at the right times is probably worth so many scores to you that you don't even realize. Do the yeah. lesser teams, but even more so in, in the club championship, like yeah. you just get the sense. Say you play an inter-county game in July, there's more scores in the game. It just seems like a mistake is magnified in the club championship games because the, sc- the scores are generally 12 or 13 points. It, they're tighter matches. Like every single game we've watched over the last five weeks, it's gone down to the absolute wire. Wow. And it's, it is one moment or one error which can kind of get glossed over or diluted in a senior inter-county game. But... You know, when scores are at such a premium, and that's the one, you even have Jimmy here going in a goal, talking about fisting it over the bar. That's how tight scores are to come by in this thing. And in the, yeah. the semi finals, I, I, it's going to be the exact same. Those four teams, I think the best two teams are Crokes and Glenn, but I think the other semi final is so even as well, if maybe a notch below the the quality of Crokes and Glenn. The, the, uh, it's. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of unquantifiable, but the four of them all have that doggedness as yeah. well to just yeah, not even give up, it. but it just to eat get results. Club yeah. Look how many games you have to play. All the local yeah. shite in the club, in the, your county championship. Then you're on the road and it's week on week. <laughs> Conditions are... <laughs> what a way it to is. put it. This is uh, such just, a know, good advertisement for no, the club but you, know, you, know, you play clubs <laughs> and you're playing your neighbours <laughs> and it's just fucking awful stuff. Um, but you get through that. Uh, you old romantic but Paddy Andrews. I bet you'll be on the ad. Yeah, hashtag the toughest. It is. It, yeah. it genuinely, the toughest is such an apt fucking... Uh, it is. Tagline for this championship, you get through that, and then you're into the, the provincial championships, and then you're the conditions, the pitches, all that stuff, week on week. Like these four teams have earned their right to be there um, on the sixth and seventh of January. Yeah. Like I say it might be the most classical stuff, you know, but Jesus, it'll be intense. And all four of them, like I said earlier, they all work. Every player on their team works. There's no forwards yeah. hang back or give something. All four teams make you work like dogs to try and get through. No one's against them. So no, no secret that carried. there so, yeah. in those four teams from the cities. Glenn Kilmichael Croaks, Castlehaven against St. Bridget's. That'll be on the weekend of January the 6th and 7th. We're straight back into it um, once the new year kicks around. James, anything else before I move on? Seeds is usually the winner. Sorry, before because okay. we're not. We won't be on. Uh, we'll come back to that. We're letting <laughs> ourselves we, down with predictions. Every you, you love. Well, you just, love putting your neck in the line. Because this is our last show. I'm not. We I, won't be on again until we won't be on again until after the All Ireland final. Is that right? Yeah, well, we might have well, to do something about that. Come on, who's going to win? Uh, well, I'm sticking with what I've stuck with all year long. Yeah, every team you've backed last, so you're now until like your fifteen. I've said Glenn boys. I've said Glenn from the start. And I said, when Castlehaven battles, I said, those boys will be monster no, champions. You were raging that day. <laughs> an absolute park. Absolute full of shit. You were like, ah, oh, Castlehaven's a disgrace. They should be thrown out. Like. You said they robbed us. Yeah, that was a joke. <laughs> um, I, I think Kilmichael Cross will win it. I think that they, they know how to just get over the line. 
constantly. They've done it so many times. I think they'll, they'll have enough Come on, to Paddy, cover the spread. Just give us something. Cover Just the spread. Pick another team. Croaks. No, I I think Croaks would. <laughs> I, 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 okay. And I wouldn't have, if it wasn't Croaks, it'd be Glenn. I, I, whoever wins what? that game is going to win. I don't see Bridget as good as they were in the Connick final mm. or Castlehaven. I said it all along. I don't think a team from the Munster Club Championship will win it. Uh, I think Croaks. I just think I can't get over having though two forwards of that quality in a club championship is massive, massive. Yeah, it's huge. It is huge. Um, the other finals this weekend we had the Stowell Emmets managed by Mark O'Shea winning the Munster oh, Junior Football they? Final. They bet Kilmurray of Cork. They did. Uh, in the intermediate final, Kilnamartra of Cork bet Munger St. Paul's by 3-12 to 10 points. The first team outside of Kerry to win an intermediate Munster Championship in over a decade. Up in Ulster, St. Patrick's of Armagh, St. Patrick's Cullihanna. They have Jason Duffy oh, yeah. and they have um, Aidan Nugent amongst their ranks. They bet Ballyhays at Cavan by a point. And a couple of weeks ago in the Ulster Junior Final, Arva, Hugh Hurricane's club. Yeah. I have seen head. this. Yeah, Arva won the junior championship. Cully Hanna, did you want to say won that? St. Patrick's Cully Hanna, yeah. A little trivia with Cully Hanna. My first ever, I think I'm right saying this, match for the Dublin senior football team back in 2000 and, early 2008. The great Pillar Cafferty was the coach. Under, pit, under yeah, Pillar. was against Armagh to open that pitch in Cully Hanna. Wow. And I've never been as friendly in life. Oh boy, I was what? Who marked you? Uh, Kieran McKeever, I think. Oh, was, he's a Cully Hannah man as well. Yeah, maybe. I, think I so, was yeah. what, 18? No, I was sorry, just turned 20. No, 19 or 20. Maybe it's 2007. That was your first time when I was playing. And I was, they're not our mad team. They're all the fucking beasts. Like, I was in a mm. club pitch. Was oh this? my God, I was afraid <laughs> of my fucking life. I got they the, had the first player fit jerseys as well, didn't yeah. they? Like spray they were, yeah, literally <laughs> sprayed on, and I was coming out like dangly little fucking Arnott's jersey on me. And, uh, <laughs> and did you have the white boots back then? No, I didn't have white boots then. I think I was playing okay. centre forward, maybe. And every time I got the ball, I just shot. I just pulled the trigger. I, swear, I was like, <laughs> right. no I contact. Swear, if I take contact. a solo here, I will die. And. <laughs> The game was so fast. Was I couldn't pick anyone out of it. Was just, I just was not ready for that level. Like, <laughs> and, uh, I remember people going, oh, it's not fucking shooting. They thought I was being selfish. I was just being literally afraid of life. <laughs> I think I got oh, one. Shit, I think I scored one. It was like the Kira Dews point from about 60 yards out. Oh, and then I missed about eight. <laughs> the, those, uh, those pitch openings. Those yeah, pitch openings, crowd. Uh, like used to serve up. Used to serve up crackers. I just don't think there's enough time for them they, anymore. You don't really hear they have to do schedule I don't think they have yeah. as much but man was that yeah. if you find out did. when Cully Hannah's pitch open I'll try and dig that out that was <laughs> my first ever time playing senior for Dublin yeah there you go wow that is something I can't remember if we won our last that is but, that's uh, a good one yeah there you go that's nice tangent there you go. Um, mm. just to mention the All-Ireland Ladies Senior Intermediate and Junior Finals take place this weekend Galway's Kilker and Clonburn are going for three in a row they're playing Bally McCarby of Waterford. Um, That's Shane Walsh's who actually won 10 club. titles. Is it? It is, yeah. The, the, women's, the women's team are Top exceptionally um, yeah, competitive down there. And they're playing Bally McCarby, who have a serious pedigree as well. They won 10 titles in um, All-Ireland titles between 87 and, and uh, 98. Um, the intermediate final is Cork Slam Meyer. 
um, up against Balnamore, Sean O'Hessens, who we mentioned last week, who got that dramatic late goal in the intermediate final. That's on at three o'clock Saturday in Croker. Five o'clock Saturday in Croker is the senior final. And on Sunday, Claire Morris and Mayo play at Donovan Rossa in the junior final. They only get to play in Palmer Park, but best of luck of, with both teams there on Sunday. That's just a, a quick mention. Oh, My man. own club back home, Meath Hill, are running a brilliant fundraiser. Which club I is what I, Cratlow, where I am now, and then Meath Hill back home. So my own club, Meath Hill, are running a brilliant... Paddy, you better listen here, because I have something coming for you in a second. (laughs) My own club, Meath Hill, are running a brilliant fundraiser on the 20th of January in the beautiful Cabra Castle. So great wedding venue. Yeah, yeah, there's a host of GA and other sports stars going to be there in the night. It's going to be a question of sports. So there's a brilliant night's entertainment ahead. Great oh, show. That would be great, great idea. Show. It's a smashing yeah. idea. Borussia Munchen. Oh, yeah. yes, exactly. One of the best oh, answers. Yeah. That's good to see. There's a couple of questions for viewers here because there's something coming for you in a second. Oh, of course. Ali McCoist and John Parrott. That was the glory days. Yes, they, they were the glory days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I used to watch it so much when I was a kid. But look, Sue Barker. Who's, are you Sue Barker for the night? I'm not. I, I won't be. I hope that I had hoped it, but I have uh, another no, thing on that night. Who have they got in a stadium? They've got think of somebody from the B. <laughs> <laughs> They've given you a gig too. I will, I will be there yeah, if I could be there. We're actually, that's a low blow to you too. Yeah, no, no, it is a low blow. I won't say where I'm going to be that night. Um, <laughs> you're, a, you're not even going yourself? I'm not. No, we're getting our senior medals that night in Cratlow. Oh, wow. You're ditching your old club for your new club. Oh, my Lord. For the this middle. is like a fucking Netflix documentary. There's a show in this. <laughs> wow. What do you feel that that's low? It's that tough, is low. isn't it? That is low. I know. Yeah. I hope the boys forgive me for this plug. Uh, because of where Mead Hill is, a lovely little pocket of the country that's wedged in between Loud and Monaghan and Cavan. Am I selling it yet? Not as lovely as Cratlow, but go on. Yep. There won't just be Mead legends there in the night. Uh, they have got Mark O'Reilly, one of the greatest cornerbacks of, yeah. of yeah, Mead's yeah, yeah. time. Uh, the likes of Stevie McDonald from Armagh, oh. Paul Jap, Finley from oh. Monaghan, Tommy Freeman from Monaghan. Bay legends. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and it's not just the GA, Olympic medalist Paddy Barnes is going to be there in the night, as well as oh, they've really? literally just announced us on Instagram. I just saw it there. So impressed. Sammy Lee is landing over, lads. That's a man with a lot of stories. Liverpool legend Big back Sam's in the day. Right Worked with Big Sam. Jesus. So What? How the fuck did you get him? He's been working up until only last year. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's, he's put in a good stint now. Yeah, he might, might have a word now. I don't know who's going to get the Ireland job, but he might put a word in for somebody. Yeah. Uh, you know, Big Sam probably still looking for a job. Anyways, you boys didn't get a call, but I just keep your phones on standby because, you know, you may be needed at some stage. I said I'd do an impromptu end of year Christmas football oh, pod yes. question of sport for the two ye. You heard me f- typing frantically before the pod oh. here. So look, this is just off the cuff. Are these GA related questions now? GA related questions on the 2023 season. Okay. Three questions each. So it isn't quite like the nine questions in 60 seconds round, but three questions each. Any it's Gaelic sport. football, the 2023 season. So you're you're that's letting yourself down if you don't yeah. get this. We need and I think, for this. I think I've played the both of your strengths here. So but hold on, is this like beat the buzzer or no time to no. answer? I'm going to go James Paddy, James Paddy. Do I have time to Google? I have a timer here. You're going to have 15 seconds to answer the question. Watch his eyes. Watch Jimmy's eyes. I'm starting with James. Show me about uh, your hands, Jimmy. Right. Put your hands on the screen. Come on. <laughs> James, an easy one to start for you. And remember, these are rapid fire. I don't a question of sport on the football pod. 
It's only easy if you know the answer. Chris Tarrant. Dun, dun, dun. And Paddy, you better be ready and concentrate. Colm Collins oh, yeah. had been the longest serving inter-county manager before he stepped down the summer. Who holds that honour now? Oh, shit. Five seconds gone. Ten to go. Uh, okay, McGinney. Got it. One nil, James. Oh, yes. Paddy. That was tricky. That, that was, was the easy Paddy. one. Of the same ilk. Right? Similar sort of question in the sense of the level of easiness here. You were involved, obviously, at a very high level in terms of the commentary and coverage of the games this year between the Football Pod and GA Go. Tell us who was top scorer in the 2023 Senior Football Championship. Oh, that's Oh, well done, P. I thought I'd catch you with that one. You got it. 1-1. One, one. Uh, if you're barely in the morning, catch me out, T. It's a shame we're going. <laughs> it was Christmas Eve. Yeah, what a send-off. Epic. You mentioned Classic. penalty shootouts a little earlier. Let's now test your knowledge on one of the epic ones we saw earlier this summer. Monaghan better ma on penalties in the All-Ireland quarterfinal. As we know in the GA, your first five takers are your only takers when it comes to the shootouts. Which player missed and then redeemed himself in sudden death? Your 15 seconds start now. Five seconds gone. Hang on. Missed, missed for Monaghan and then redeemed himself in normal time in the, in the shootout later on. He scored again. Oh. Missed the normal time of the shootout and then scored in sudden death of the shootout. Oh, it's a tricky one. I'm going to give you a bit extra time here because I had to talk over you. And I know you're not Googling because I can where see is it. His, uh, like he's, he's only got one hand on the screen. There's a lot of noise he's, in the background. You know, got, you can where, picture Manzi sticking in the top corner. Manzi scored two, didn't he? Yeah, Manzi sticking in the top corner. Did their man lad miss both penalties? He did. <sighs> no, I forgot. Callum Comsky missed both. It wasn't No, it wasn't. It was Gary Mowen. Oh, they got it. Oh, okay. For some reason, but I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did. Did he? He missed no, two. He though, missed one, he? and he scored one. Then he had yeah, the cojones yeah. to step back up and bury it. Neither the cojones. He had, he had to. no choice. He just <laughs> come back around. <laughs> <He's like>, oh, <laughs> get back up there. You're taking another one. They were pushing yeah. him up. He was like, no, no. I have to say that was, I was arguably the worst game of football I've watched in person. But uh, <laughs> it had the last few but minutes. But the atmosphere for the, the last mm. minute. In my defence, I was watching that on GA going the way down on the <laughs> train. Down, and it kept, it kept going back disgrace. 15 minutes at a time. Disgrace. By the end of the game, by the end of that game, I was back watching. <laughs> People's platform. Back so People's far. platform is <laughs> just, yeah. Trifling. And exactly, there's a good, oh, that was a tough there's a good Christmas offer for GA go at the minute. That, uh, that Christmas deal is good. Paddy, that's the sell. Right, Paddy, as you know, you're freezing again. Don't freeze during the ad for GEA Gowling. <laughs> Do the ad for GEA Gowling. As you know, Paddy. Galway and your time starts won now. This year's Connacht. Galway won this year's Connacht title. Who did they beat in the final? 15 seconds is on. Galway won. They bet the Rossies because the Rossies bet Mayo. You're wrong, fella. Sligo, Fuck the best Sligo, Sligo in the by a hundred points. My God! <laughs> Hang on, How, is that a similar <laughs> difficulty level? I can't to... believe I got that. That's complacency. <laughs> they whop Sligo, and it's the Shane Walsh pretending he was sick. They took him off. Uh, Tommy, you've dogged me there with that. I can't believe I got those that. two questions were not at the same difficulty level. I think How many I may have done it. Is Gaelic football? How many players in each team? <laughs> Go again. Cut that. Uh, okay. So, no, go on. So we're, last we're on the two, third. We're last, on the third question. Last Rossies. questions, yeah. Rossies. Karma. Okay, this now, if you don't get these now, 
I am very, very, very disappointed in Bodhi, right? It's 1 1 at the minute. Two new hosts. Next Scored year. one, lost one. James, four players had freeze to decide their team's fate in the final round of the round robin games. Name them. Oh, okay, first oh. of all, the question is incorrect because one was a mark. And that was. You've got seven seconds Feely. left. Six. Feely, Aiden O'Shea, um, Shane Walsh, and. Um, the other game was. He's not going to get it. <laughs> He's got no chance. Hang on, I've, did I get the four of them there? You got three. You're, you're missing, you're missing Aiden three. Aiden O'Shea, Aiden O'Shea, Shane Walsh, Feely, and oh, you're missing Hesler. Yeah, okay, you got it. Well done. Okay, now Paddy, pressure's on. So Feely got it. Hesler missed. Yeah. Aiden O'Shea missed. Uh, Walsh missed. Shane Walsh missed as well. That's that's a great okay. answer, Jimmy. Now, Paddy. If I beat by that, I'll have my hands up. Considering I got the Connors finalists wrong. Kerry, <laughs> Kerry are leading. Heading into the final one to save yourself. And there is no tiebreaker here, so it's a draw. You can't win it. You can share the title. Paddy. Fucking draw. This, is a, this has to be an easy one. Loud were beaten in the Leinster final earlier this year. Oh, How many provincial titles in a row have Dublin now won? Oh, that's not easy either. Oh, it is. Did I get the numbers right? 30, 14. 13. 2011 to 2023. Sorry, 13. Made a 10 is the last one. Or loud, yeah. really, should have been. Yeah. So they've won 13. Yeah. You're, 13. You're, 13 is good going, to be fair. Yeah. So... Uh, that was all right. You give me two questions on the provincial. If Fifteen final, seconds. I've got the boat wrong. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that just shows you the worth of the provincial champions for next year. Oh, I better not say that. Fifteen seconds, yeah. not easy. I'll be on beat the drum. About I enjoyed that provincial championship there. Keep the phone on because uh, we should do a quiz more often. Yeah, we should. I we should. That we might, quiz, yeah. I think we might bring that into Christmas quiz. Yeah, we. Jimmy, we've, we've, I said you're doing a little Christmas chat. For RTE, look at this. Give, that, give, no, that was for the All Stars. Gives me. Little oh, they got two for one. Did they? Just. They've just saved it and now they're reshaping Well, that's part of Ortiz's new strategy, isn't it? Cost cutting. Is it? No, he got paid twice. There's, oh. the <laughs> There's the guy wearing the off the ball hat now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, off the ball have a Christmas deal as well at the minute. Um, you can get the off the ball membership for 99 euro for the year. Do you know? So there's a couple of Christmas deals Gee, going for it. a great Christmas offer as well. For the sports fan in your life, they do. Yeah. And it's well worth picking great up that Diego. Great well, look, okay, if, if streaming is your thing, I absolutely can understand the frustrations for the elder generation. But if streaming is your thing and you can make it work like a lot of us can at our age, it's great to be able to have that. It's great. It's great to be able to have those games. And there's going to be a lot of games on next year. So uh, a few more things before we wrap up. I asked you last week for the toughest cornerback face that wasn't on your team. And a lot of people have reached out. A lot of the cornerbacks crew have reached out. Club players around the country. It's, a, it's it's time that they get more limelight, isn't it? Well, Jimmy, Jimmy did give them a big G up last week. He said, <laughs> if you were picking a team, one of the most important players would be the cornerback. Yeah, that so come on. Answer, it is, because it dictates your style of play. Yes, so come on, give us. Look, if he's out to Google, do you? Okay. To, no, because I wrote him down for the pod last week. <laughs> come on, James. I wrote him down for the pod last week, and then just, we, we never got into Okay, so my top three, three. outside of Kerry, my top three would be Kerry, though. Because I'm obviously obsessed yes, with Kerry. He's wearing a wire. Well, but outside of Kerry, I'd have Higgins. Yeah. Yes, Friend of, of course. Now, Chrissy McCaig. I have Chrissy McCaig in, but okay. I only marked him once. 
Okay, so Higgins, you obviously have that epic shootout. We've done a lovely bit on it on the roadshow before that people can go back and listen to and watch. There's a good chat there. Give us your bit on McCaig. Well, uh, the reason I had so much time for McCaig at the time was it was 2013. We were playing Derry at home and I was playing. We were down to 14, so I had to go centre forward and I marked him. Follow forward, centre back. And he, he, no, I'd say he was he was at six, I'd say. Back then, yeah. <clears throat> so I came out onto him. And usually you'd get a nice bit of room off the centre back. Yeah. Do you know? He doesn't do like that. They're not marking you as tight because they're covering space and they have a lot of organising to do, which he was doing. But he was doing the thriller marking, as we say, the arm on the, on the hip. Like, it, just so tight from being a centre-back to be that tight, I just thought it was so impressive. And it was, it was an education, really, of how to not get the ball off a tight man-marker out there because I was doing everything wrong. But um, I knew at that stage that he was top quality. And what was the difference then with Higgins? Higgins was more in your face, was he? Well, I was marking Higgins inside and Higgins was playing from the front and I suppose we were physically so similar mm. and I thought he was a very good reader of the game. <laughs> Although there was that moment where you bashed into Aidan O'Shea and you told Higgins that you're benching 100 kg every week. That never happened. That never happened. <laughs> Keep that up. Okay, you're third. It was a, that was a joke. That's fine. Like, it's comedy and Jay is gone. It is gone. You're right. Where are the characters? <laughs> <laughs> I never benched 100 kg either. I couldn't yeah. on my shoulder. Not a bit of your issue. Um, so what was the next question? Who's the third on your list? You've got the list in front of you. The third on my list then. <laughs> I thought I had bad attention issues. <laughs> What's that over there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the third person I have on is Johnny Cooper. Okay. How do you like that one? Um, because again, a very team oriented defender, I thought. And very vocal. He was. Physically strong. Not... That explosive off the, nope. off the mark, but strong and good organizer got people around them when they needed to. I thought that he was always the best. Or to, I'd say every forward is different as well. Yeah. Some people love marking, some of them might hate marking and vice versa. Mm. But I thought that he was, he suited marking me better than the other Dublin for back nine. I thought he was the best. Good stuff. Good homework this week. Paddy, don't oh, let the side yeah, down. It's good homework. I don't have three. Come on, give us no. give us one or two then. I know you had your uh, your busy weekend this weekend in, in Castellesi, you had your anniversary. It's so look at this is the dog ate my homework excuse. Come on, what uh, have you got for Eddie us? Eddie Durkin mowed me down in an all Ireland final before. Um Was that the which one? Because you came on in the replay, obviously, the replay. on Durkin, didn't you? No, it was the replay. I came on in the first match. You came on in the first game and kicked two points. points. Yeah. But and in the replay. He I mowed you down, is the word. Targeted, yeah. Right. Like this fella will. So, you say, anytime you're playing an offseason, you have the corner forwards don't like running back to their own goal. So, that's universal. So, he, he was playing corner He's done it before a few times me. and since, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'll never forget, I think I might have told the story on before. Uh, the ball was thrown in. I was standing literally, I used to go right into the corner, standing literally under the big screen. <laughs> and the ball was thrown in, and he just sprinted straight up the pitch. I was like, where, where are you going? Jesus. Why are you doing this? I think we even won the trial. But like, that was the whole match. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was looking around going. Jesus, that is And Jim was looking at me and he's like, yeah, fucking run after him. There was no passing on her into it. And I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> so I got done on that one. But he, yeah, he was a handful that way. And they're kind of the opposite. I remember working Ava McGee up at Bally Buffet. Added Croker. I didn't mind it Croker as much. We played in Bally Buffet and actually really good national. I think it was a draw. National League game 13 or 14, one of the years. Uh, and 
Jimmy Gibbs was still the coach, so it would have been maybe 30 or 40. And just like, like that, Jimmy, like that, Chrissy McCaig, he was just all of you. Like, balls down the other mm. end, and he's at you, talk to him. I never really enjoyed that much. Like I say, you'd always be, I'd be trying to get out and around, get little loops, just kind of drift into spaces and stuff. But he was just a really, really like, McCaig's a very similar player, would I said, to McGee back then. You know, he was brilliant for Donegal. Obviously, his brother as well, the pair of them before back line. But just a handful, yeah. Just give us a fucking break. Like, come on. Mm. Minute. You're going off for a drink of water, he's over there beside you. It's like, Jesus Christ. Uh, but they were two really good ones. Yeah. yeah. Different, totally different styles, but just I agree styles. with Jimmy. Depending on how you're playing as a team, because like yeah. you in our earlier days with Dublin, the Paddy Durkin team wouldn't have bothered me at all because we kind of we were a bit more loose around. Well, we let you, we'll pass them on to the half forward, and I'd love that then because then you're in business. But by the end, it was like uh, now we all have to run after all our own men. <laughs> so that was that mm. wasn't really deal. Um, Just that, okay. that you get a shot there because that was something you're not prepared for either. I, I always found with the Donegal with the Donegal lads. Donegal did it as well. Anthony Thompson, Carl Lacey, but Donegal well had them. so many bodies back that it wasn't necessarily as much a one-on-one. Yeah. It was just space contest space. as opposed to Mayo. Like had no interest in protecting someone like Keith Higgins. Like at times, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like he was there. And that was the best that was thing about having a great fullback. Yeah, they had a great fullback yeah, full line player, so they said, we trust you, yeah. we're going the other way. And like yeah. that just, that's, it, that's what it allows you to do. Yeah, yeah. But the other, I, I wrote down other fellas I'd marked, which give honourable mention. Do you know who, um, David Clifford always says that Gordon Kelly from Clare yeah. was very, very tough. Gordon's still going strong this year, um, causing trouble for Milton Malby, St. Joseph's. Yeah, I'd say it was that kind of thing. He was so, so physical, I'd yeah. say. Aggressive. Ali Lyons killed there. Yeah. You, yeah. Fast fellas. Wink very no fast. Very no more wing back, no? No, he would have been cornerback a good bit. Okay. Very fast. Cornerback. He was a good so player. Why, why did that stick out to you? Was there a bad experience? No, but I suppose it would be an unexpected one. Okay. He, he had a couple of years where he was... Uh, Under geezer. Yeah. He was... Um, he was their main man, really, at that, wasn't he? Like, mm. Yeah. Myself and Barry John Keane used to always say that he was very tricky to mark Ali Lyons. Really? And just reading here, Keane O'Neill let him go in 17 and uh, there's an article here, surprise as 30-year-old Ollie Lyons let go, released from the squad. So He was he was smallish. Yeah, he I was, suppose at that right. stage maybe the game was was a bit bulkier. O'Neill revealed to but, the Leicester um, leader that we have a generation of younger players coming through, a lot of guys we want to have a look at and we need to freshen things up defensively from one to nine out. We need to start developing Clare football more. Ollie Lyons owes Clare nothing. For many years, he's been our go-to guy marking the key oh, attacker on the opposition team. Hell, shit sandwich there, isn't it? Like, I'll finish yeah. off with a nice bit of praise, but I'll just bow yeah. out. With we had a good, good chat last week and the way I would say it is yeah. Ollie's admission is that we came to a mutual decision. I'd like to get Ollie Lyons side of that. Get Ollie yeah, Lyons and Pod Ward of season four. It's a great shout. Great shout about having him back there because I wouldn't have thought of him. Anyone else? I'm trying to think of the Tyrone markers. I suppose McCarran I would have marked a couple of times. Um, yeah. was tricky, but I... I it was their style was different. He didn't make well. my top three. Didn't make a top three. That's yeah. Fair. And yeah. that Mickey Hart before... We played Mickey Hart's last game was 17, around 13, 14. Uh, that was still a really effective style of play. Um, and you remember, Carver was very good. Yeah. Turn away, I, I agree with your point, Jimmy. 
what made say McCarron or Ava McGee with Donegal, those lads hardest, when teams bring loads of lads back and they're playing 12 or 13, if you're really cute, you can actually end up marking nobody. That because mm. they've so many bodies back, it's like we'll be grand and you can get basically get in the gaps. We're all trying to find the gaps. Yeah. That your man would They probably, switch off a little bit. Yeah, safety like, numbers. Ten lads there. He's he's fighting. If you're really smart, you get sharp and get a get a shot between the lines. But in those teams, those lads were still man marking you with the space. Or with with mm. well, all the bodies back. So there was no kind of trying to sneak in between. Like that made it really... They were really, really good man markers, but they had massive support around them as well, which made it difficult to play against. Yeah. They were two yeah. of the masters at it, doing a throw back then. Yeah. It's a good stuff, lads. I'm, I'm, I'm happy we gave that a bit of room. Inside, the week. Like, yeah. yeah, I like Forward. that. When yeah, I when I put something to the two of you and you have a bit of time to think about it. Uh, James, would Fiddy McMahon have, have pulled a Paddy Durkin on you? Did you speak of that before, that kind of bombing up the pitch, or was that slightly different? It was Gooch, wasn't it? It was Gooch. I was on Gooch. Um, I made no shade of that yeah, in 15, yeah. It, no, I remember that the Dublin tactic at the time was very clever, because I hadn't come across it, in that whoever you were marking would take you for a gander up the field and take you all the way into the penalty spot. Yeah. And, like, you you would be getting nervous that if this fella gets the ball here in the penalty spot, like, I'm not going to be able to stop him from... <laughs> from either dishing it off or scoring. So that's the first thing. Then you'd both go back when the play ended and then the sweeper that was after staying back would come on it's you yeah. and Philly would then sweep yeah. and then the new man marking you will take you for a gallon. Yeah. So I, I thought that was so cute that they'll swap and take turns. It wasn't necessarily you're marking him today. It was like together we'll knacker this fella yeah. Yeah. whenever we get yeah. a chance. Do you know? Yeah, for sure. I thought that was cute. Good stuff. Um, as we mentioned earlier, this is the last episode of season three of the pod. We've got Paddy. We're well yeah. past 100 episodes. James is closing in on 100 as well. Um, so, you know, we're getting there. Thanks to everybody who's been tuning in all year long. And thanks yeah. to AIB. And Off the Ball, the pod is brought to you every week with thanks to AIB, proud sponsors of the Camogie Football and Hurling Club Championships. As James always says, check out hashtag the toughest for more. Just one final bit. I was actually down in Porky Cueve on Saturday for the Teddy McCarthy tribute games. Teddy obviously sadly passed away in June at the age of just 57. It was a lovely way to mark what he had won in, in life and the two All-Ireland medals that he had picked up two weeks apart are a remarkable achievement. His family were there. There was a really big court crowd. A challenge match in December is one that would often get the, the pulses racing, but two decent games. We had Henry Shefflin's Galway down to play Cork in the repeated the Hurland final from 1990 and Conor O'Rourke brought his Mead boys down to play Cork in the repeated that football final that year. So um, that was on. And uh, just wanted to mention that uh, Shawnee Boylan was there, obviously, on the sideline. from eight. He turns that. 80 tomorrow, lads. Just what a legend. I just want to mention that before we wrap it up. I did see him in a couple of photos from that. I think Bernie Flynn put them up. Yeah. Boylan's rocking the, the Velvet Blazer. What a man. Dapper. Legend. Yeah, Class. what a legend. Yeah. Um, before we get, I see you. Uh, <laughs> you... You interviewed Colin O'Rourke after the game, did you? I did. I did. How did that go? Straight, straight in with the money. Oh, that was oh, well, so icy. Uh, I, fair I, I, like that. I, I would say. Oh, he wants the story with the few bob. I would. <laughs> that is so And it was a big headline and caption. Oh, my God. It was everywhere. I would Jimmy, say that. It was everywhere. I would say fair play to take hard questions you're taking this game you obviously the correspondent has to get in with the tough questions that's it that was a mate's here 
a seven or eight minute enough. chat with Colm. He, he great with his time after the game. And actually, I think he was... the ball of Dodgy with the clip, have they? No, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, uh, I don't think anyone was done with the clip. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think I'm doing what was working, a bit working, of... You can't wash your hands of an interview. Well, no, I don't wash my hands of an interview. I'm saying there was a bit of service like on there. There's a little <laughs> bit of wash on there. <laughs> I think that was a bit of service done. We cleaned up a little bit of... Uh, Possibly misnomers that were out there. Three and a half million quid on coaches last Between six, I think it was, between the management, Hurling and football management teams, the expenses, I think, clocked in at six million quid. 100 grand, I think. The clouds were 120 grand. Look at. Per session. Uh, no, I think over the year. Just we got to be careful here. We got to be careful here with numbers, lads. What's the People, mileage? 150 euros a month. Know, I, I would say the more we talk about money in the a GA, a grand a mile, a grand a mile. The more we talk about money in the GA, the better. Uh, I think at county level, I counties, agree. counties yeah. have to get far better at documenting, and they know it themselves. I think the GA are, are really keeping an eye on their accounting. I think they got to be really, you know, uh, on top of what they're doing and we're seeing it with the reports. In all seriousness, generally now we're only winding up. And obviously, ah, well, obviously you know, everyone knows that. Um, but um, was that an odd thing? I, I don't remember saying it as transparent. It's new. Cause. Yeah. Or is that a requirement? Mm. Have we kind of gone above and beyond and said, look, we're going to be uber open here or have the GA said, we want to see, show me the books, bit audit of, this. Bit of both. Patty, I think G have said we want to see this, and I think there's been a sort this of a, will, a message put out there. Be, I, I agree. I think it's you, great. You're going to have to do this, but some counties. Kind of worse for some counties. Dermot Crow obviously had a piece in the Cinder with the weekend where he spoke to the, the Mead County Board Secretary Kieran Flynn and the Loud County Board Secretary. The Loud accounts were published as well in the same manner, and uh, you know some counties didn't. I believe. Uh, there's certain counties that, that haven't put in the same amount of detail, but I think they're the GA are making a move towards getting everything on it. Oh, I was speaking okay. to the Galway chairman and the Cork chairman as well about money in it, and they both had very um, different points with similar sentiments. The Galway chairman was talking about every single money bit of money that comes through Galway is on the books. So I don't know whether he's inferring that there are other counties where it's not. I'm not saying there is. I'm just saying that may have been at, at one stage. interesting thing to follow, I feel. It is a bit of a taboo I, subject, isn't it? It just needs to be talked about, I think. Mm. I think it's a... Uh, like ever, ever, it's one of those things like we all know for, for years. Yeah. You no, know, of coaches getting a few bob here and there and expenses and all that stuff. I think expenses are different. I think I think expenses no, are different. No, I agree. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. how it's kind of dressed up and all that yeah. stuff as well. Like, but, uh, no, I think it's a good development, but I did. No, I seen, I seen the headline. <laughs> you asked it working. I was like, you're going to get chin there. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I, I think Colin was uh, happy he, enough to have a chat with me. He, he seems me, like man. a song fellow worked tonight. Yeah. He's a legend. Right, say a couple of counties will be getting in Man City accountants and say, will they? Yeah. The FAO. Well, that's a book that's well worth reading. Uh, I'm halfway through it. GA Economics. GA Economics. Michael Moynihan's book on the secret life of money in the GA. I picked it up a few times over the years. I'm going to go through it now. But just, yeah, that's it's an interesting development and I think we're going to see a lot more of this. I don't think there'll be as much shock as there was in recent weeks because we're probably not used to seeing it. Um, but, but yeah, that's that. I think you boys, on our first episode back, you're going to produce one of your uh, mileage expense sheets. James, I know you said you cycled to Killarney, but did you ever say you didn't cycle and perhaps he, you brought a little polo? 150 quid a mile and he lives fucking his gap back out of the stadium. Like. <laughs> I cycled through town with my carry gear one time for a Dublin National League game. They got a couple of pint bottles thrown in the vicinity. I, I, I love, I love <laughs> that story. Okay. I love that story. That was brilliant. Uh, lads, anything else before we wrap it up? 
No, great year. That's it. Great year, Tom. Fair play. You've been A1 as always. Nice to hear. Congratulations. Enjoyed it, lads. And echo your sentiment to all the listeners. Uh, We do appreciate it. We do. And hopefully you'll stick with us. I know there's been a couple of changes. (laughs) Ah, well, we've got it. Hopefully you'll uh, stick with us for 2024. We'll do our best for you. Yes, exactly. And we will uh, hopefully have a couple of more live shows this year. They're always a highlight. Oh, yes. Brilliant night in Clarny. And we had a brilliant night in Dublin and Crow Park as well so we're looking forward to that and as we we'll mentioned we'll, we'll probably be up north and we'll probably be out west I'd say we're, we're hoping we're hoping for that more details on that as well as more details for a slightly new format in 2024 we'll definitely be here on a Monday but you could be getting a little bit more of the football pod next year so oh, stay tuned for that one maybe. lads we'll leave it at that happy birthday to Sean Boylan 80 tomorrow what a legend and uh, great to mark another football pod another year down Really enjoyed it. Thanks a million to everyone at home and thanks to the two of you as well. Magic. Play, Happy Christmas, lads. Happy Christmas listener, to all the listeners. <laughs> boy, boy, there. See you Go again, Paddy. I'll edit it in. Happy Christmas, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Christmas to all the listeners. Great to have the dubs back on top. Dubs back on top. 2023. We're back, baby. Take care. Bye-bye. Good luck.